0: Augustine, could you sorry Moni. <laughs> well, hello everybody hello. <laughs> welcome to Latino click research webinar um uh, today is gonna we're gonna improvise and uh, and uh, we're happy to be here today and actually very happy to have many uh guests today that have such an interesting backgrounds and uh, they are going to be sharing with us their stories. And uh, and obviously, we're going to have a very nice chat, as usual. Um, Agustin, I give you the mic.
1: <laughs> well, hello, everyone. Um, this was not planned um, yeah. <laughs> to be a, an assistant only. Uh, well, um, I am a clinical researcher. Uh, we my group uh work in San Pedro Sula in the northern coast of Honduras in the Caribbean coast. Uh, we started doing clinical research about uh, twenty three years ago, and mainly in um, pharma studies. Um, I am a pediat- pediatric pulmonologist. Uh, and my co co partner uh in clinical site. Uh, is a pediatric immunologist. So we started uh, doing uh, respiratory and allergy studies, but uh, year after year, uh, the pharmaceutical companies invited us to get involved in uh, studies that went out of our expertise field. And that was very interesting because we started doing um, in-hospital studies. And after that, um, about 12 years ago, we started with immunization studies, vaccine studies. And since that moment, um, uh, we are a specialized site doing immunization clinical trials. And uh, in the last recent years, uh, in early stages studies. So main uh, you, you may name it phase one and phase two studies and uh, in the first 10 or, or 11 years we only did uh, phase three studies and um, confidence is, is very important for us because uh, pharmaceutical companies and regulatory agencies and CROs and Ethical committees uh, are turning their eyes to us in Honduras, mainly because of the uh, three-year regulatory uh, uh, environment. We are very competitive now in Honduras, and uh, probably since we uh, are contacted from a pharmaceutical company until it begins the study, it will take about three months. Uh, so that times are, are very competitive. We're probably uh, after the United States and Puerto Rico and one of the uh, first Latin American countries in regulatory aspects and times. And that is crucial for us. And uh, after two years of uh, having that kind of regulatory um, environment, and with clear rules for the pharmaceutical companies. And Honduras is a, uh, a um I don't know how to say it, is meta, es una, es un uh, it, it,
0: it's is the goal or is the
1: the goal. That what it's you guys very, are pursuing? Yeah it's, exactly, it's, it's, it's a pretty desirable uh dude. So now there are four, only four sites in Honduras, two in Capital City and one in San Pedro Sula. We are a very small country, but two hours away from Miami, you know, and that is quite important also for the central labs. So uh, pharmaceutical companies are uh, making a wall with with Honduras. Uh, And uh, yeah, we're growing. So we're very happy and... uh, Years ago, we used to have one study per year. Now we are involved in six studies. Recently w- was in eight. We were in eight. So um, we're very happy to say that. Yeah. Awesome,
0: That's very you. amazing. That's mm-hmm. very amazing. Um, wh- wh- When you mentioned about the regulatory, is this like the, the that Honduras is now adhering to the GCPs?
1: Um, yes, uh, GCPs are um, a gold standard, right? So mm-hmm. um, we used to have it in face-to-face before the pandemic, but after that, remote. So we have almost uh, four links where we can get it for free. And uh, that is valid for, for everyone.
2: Yeah. Thank you so much, Agustin. And you mentioning that really just kind of reminds everybody and highlights the importance of involvement of uh, all Latin American countries, because, you know, obviously diversity is a huge, uh, major issue. It's very, very important. And to know that, you know, uh, it's great that your country is definitely uh, growing on research end, but we really need more expansion on that, right, to make sure we have more individuals participating but so thank you so much, and we also appreciate you kind of jumping on last minute. Um, sorry to put the spotlight on you, but you know it's it's it's, it's really uh awesome to get somebody here that is from a uh, another uh, area that you know um is really making some strides with their companies and and helping bring that diversity to the industry. Um, So you guys, for those of you that are joining, um, just a little, you know, heads up. And for those of you that will be watching later, we did initially have um, a CEO, uh, Marco Ed, from Drox Health Science. Uh, Unfortunately, he had to, uh, he dropped off for for the minute because um, we weren't able to get in contact with him. I think some last minute things that happened, you know, being a CEO and everything. So we'll definitely be rescheduling him later because we really want to make sure that you guys get to know uh, drugs health science and all the amazing things that they're doing, um, having conferences in South America and really kind of helping bring awareness to research in, in Mexico. So um I guess here would be an opportunity, right? That we actually have it open to speak openly to our members that are attending here today. We actually did have one member here that uh Mercedes Lopez um that said that you know you'd be happy to talk about your support in Latinam. I don't know if you'd like to kind of come on the mic and speak for a quick minute about what you you guys are doing
3: sure of course hi hi everybody thank you so much for for this opportunity it's so awesome to um be able to share a little bit about our support as well as to network with all of you and the latinos in clinical research um just a little bit about myself and my background uh, in uh, clinical research, I started clinical research in pediatric oncology. Uh, from there, I moved to participate and be part of the Latin America initiative with uh, SWOG, which is another oncology group, one of uh, our five biggest oncology groups in the uh, US. But also, they had, and they still have, which I think if you guys want to reach out to them, I'm sure they would be happy to be part of this group as well. Uh, they have a wonderful Latin America initiative. Uh, But I am now with um, WCG Clinical, uh, and we are also in Latin America and provide support um, to a good amount of sites uh, in Latin America. Um, So what uh, we do is that we accelerate uh, support for any of the clinical trials. We are in close communication with the sites. And, and sponsors, uh, of course. Uh, so we're in close communication with the sites and provide just uh, support that might be helpful for them um, in in terms of um, anything that has to do with recruitment or uh, retention of patients. Um, so we have um, CRC managers or site managers um, that work from remote uh, all of our team are Latinos, we have um, some in uh, Colombia and Ecuador, but we're all from different places of Latin America, the Dominican Republic, uh, Brazil, um, Mexico, Peru, Ecuador, uh, Colombia, Venezuela, and uh, uh, most of us have that uh, m- Biculturalism of living in the States, uh, but also being very familiar with the, a lot of the clinical research environment in the countries that we serve. Um, and that is a gold, <laughs> as uh, a lot of people uh, share with us. Uh, the fact that we are familiar with the institutional processes in the US as well as the institutional processes and regulatory processes, both in the US and in Latin America, is extremely uh, helpful for us to help some of those sites and to guide them in some of the things that uh, CROs or sponsors might be needing uh, of them. Um, So that that helps us. We're very lucky to to have that. Um, I think the team is very uh, knowledgeable in different areas of research uh, and that also becomes such a tool for the different sites that we work with uh, in terms of being able to assist the sites and, and, and kind of like thinking outside the box when it comes to uh, either recruitment or retention of patients
0: wow we have i mean this is we are so incredibly lucky that you were here and agustin was here because uh this turns actually this webinar in a very interesting direction right especially because uh the idea of doing today the interview with the ceo of this organization that is located both in united states and mexico is is actually lucky that both of you have also the same um I mean approach because Agustin is located in Honduras and basically working with pharmaceutical companies in United States and in and, and in the case of Latam' it's basically uh the same the same situation right so I have a quick question they might all the all the the people that are involved the ones that are doing this remotely everybody lives in United States that's what you were mentioning yes. Mm-hmm. oh okay okay and then the sites that you serve are located in other countries or is
3: everything- that is correct yes
0: oh very mm-hmm.
3: interesting
0: is
4: very bilingual interesting. is by uh being spanish speaker mandatory i would imagine right for yes role. for
3: sure so um we have three people including myself we are trilingual and everyone else is bilingual yes that's nice. so
0: nice. actually <laughs> I wanted to ask the same for to Agustin you guys need to speak English to do research because I we, we, we interviewed somebody in the past that was saying that all the materials and everything that they received were in 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 English or all the training and then obviously the ADC, but then everything else is in Spanish. Is that the same case for you Agustin?
1: Well, uh, let me tell you, uh, we have a strong team right now in in Honduras, and our young doctors working with us—about twenty-five—are almost almost all of them are bilingual. Uh, so everything is changing in Honduras, and the bilingual bilingual culture is is well established. So uh, this is a good opportunity for us to to hire them and to get them involved in clinical research very early in their um, professional lives, yes. That's
0: so awesome. I I, I can't wait to share this video with all my students or all the CRC Academy students that are located um, in Latin America. We have many uh, doctors from Latin America that uh, join every every, um, class. And, and it's amazing to see how it is growing in Latin America and how much support and how important it is that uh, besides speaking the Spanish, they speak also English. So um, I, I have to connect you guys with this team of students because um, obviously uh, they they bring that background of um, medical background that is needed. And, and in addition to that, they now um, know how everything works in United States. So I'm assuming it will be a great addition for any of your organizations.
3: It would be a very amazing addition for us. Uh, we are constantly looking for um, clinical research professionals. Um, We do see that, that in Latin America, most of the time they're uh, either uh, MDs or anyone else that it's in the healthcare uh, area. So it is very helpful for us to continue to grow that network. And we would be so grateful if we can continue to grow that network. Um, Those opportunities come our way almost daily. And we're always looking for people in, in the different countries that we serve. Um, so at this moment, we are in uh, Brazil and Mexico, which are our biggest countries. Uh, of course, Argentina that continues to grow. Uh, but we're also in Colombia, and Chile, Guatemala, and Peru. And we're, we're still growing. We know that Costa Rica and Panama are coming our way soon.
0: Oh, that's nice. Well, maybe Honduras is coming your way, too. That would be <laughs> that great. Yeah. We, yeah.
1: Sure. Working. Yeah. Be our, our, our honor.
0: Life yeah. Too. Thank you. <laughs> that's so nice. I, I encourage everybody that is here today to share your link in, in the chat. So we can later on also include it in the, uh, I mean, for anybody here that wants to connect. And then if you guys agree, we can also share it uh, under the video so everybody can reach out to you guys. Um, I mean, with questions or maybe somebody uh, uh interested in the business that you guys are carrying out.
4: We got a question from Alma. Well, it's a comment. Maybe we can help her. Uh. Maybe Mercedes is perfect. Like, maybe this is like written in the stars. Okay. But Alma <laughs> says, imposter, <laughs> no clinical experience, looking for a way to break in. Bilingual biology major, 23 years clinical experience, networking. First thing that comes through my mind is, hey, WCG hiring, bilingual.
3: <laughs> <laughs> So we're we're always looking for clinical professionals. Um, Always looking,
4: Alma. Yes.
3: yes, So so please do add me on LinkedIn. um, And if you want to go ahead and send in your CV, I can always distribute. Um, Are you in the U.S., Alma?
5: I am. I am in the U.S. And Mm -hmm. um, I've been in the medical field for 23 years. But I just cannot seem to crack into this field. I'm really... Wanting to transition, and um, I have a biology uh, degree, uh, bilingual, and so I've taken a couple of courses. But I just, like I said, I just cannot seem to kind. Of, I've applied, but you know, I've I've had some callbacks, but um, I know I'm missing the experience. You know, that's just obvious um, in clinical research. So where are you so located, Alma? I'm in uh, California. Lakewood, California.
4: Lakewood, LA. What's your background, clinical background? Like, what is it?
5: I'm an occupational therapy assistant, so I've worked in um, hospitals. Right now, I'm currently in a skilled nursing facility. Um, I've worked gamut geriatrics, um, orthopedics. You've done sniff
4: work, geriatric. You can do Alzheimer's recruitment. You can be a coordinator. This is a shoe in for a coordinator. Only if we knew a site in L.A. that would hire. I mean, I know I see a lady on this screen wearing a pink shirt.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, she should have been a great addition. Last week, we were desperate looking for somebody. Joe's hire somebody. But but add me. Send me your CV, too, and see what we can do. Mm-hmm. awesome thank you guys i really
5: appreciate it like i said i feel like an imposter because i don't have any clinical research i want to but, no, but I you don't, know
4: what so. you have you have like that sniff geriatric there's so many alzheimer's studies right now and you're yes. in la i mean you're between la and orange county there's you're surrounded mm-hmm. by clinics you're there's research clinics everywhere Around. I know,
5: but I just can't seem to get through the door. I, and like I said, I know I'm missing the, you know, the typical GCP knowledge, uh, which I've taken some courses on. Um, but again, I may not
4: be. GCP is easy. I'll find you the link right now. You can do the get a certificate right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Let me oh, find okay. that link. And anybody can with use that link, certificate. actually. <laughs> you go with the certificate with IEDA, with GCP. Let me mm-hmm. put these links here. Uh, I'm putting three links, but just okay. one. Uh, awesome. Whichever one works best. And so you need to approach these clinics like, "Hey, I'm GCP certified." So you okay. don't go in there with like, "I'm an imposter." You don't say that. You say, "I'm, <laughs> I'm like GCP <laughs> certified <clinical laughs> professional."
5: GCP I just. Certified.
4: I'm just I being do. honest
5: with you guys.
4: <laughs> no, I know, I know, but like th- they're gonna take you. I'm telling you, if especially if you got that Jerry psych and the sniff background, like you know how many Alzheimer's with that with agitation studies, you're familiar with these settings, the skilled nursing facilities,
5: right? You gotta
4: like, you gotta get in where you fit in and figure out like what what you do have, and a lot of the stuff that a lot of the skill set you do have probably the site doesn't like at my site we we don't do all summer studies at least not yet but none of my staff know how to walk into a sniff and interact with the people i barely know how to do that you do right. it every day so every day you I know just
0: I a- just speak spanish yes so, claro que si That claro si. <laughs> you <laughs> know yeah. how many sites have been looking for somebody that speaks English and Spanish and have healthcare background that they will be willing to train. Many, many. I I actually don't doubt that after we post this video, people are going to be reaching out to you, to Mercedes and to uh, Agustin. (laughs) Because usually that's what happens, right? Uh, It's just that you are at the right time, the right day. (laughs)
3: Yay! I'm hoping so. And my another recommendation would be also for you to get involved with the people from um, ATA, the American Translators Association, because they do have a lot of work that they do in terms of uh, translation of uh, not only protocols uh, for Latin America, but also for validation of tools uh, in Canada and in the U.S., as well as uh, translation of informed consent.
5: Awesome, okay. Mm-hmm. I will look that up right now. Thank you so much everybody for your help. Yeah, no problem. And thank you I, for coming I will, on here. Appreciate
0: yeah, thank it. you, thank you. So I, I, I would like to ask Agustin a little bit more about your site. So your site specializes in vaccines and, and this is for adults and pediatrics?
1: Uh, yes, yes. Um. We do uh, clinical trials in vaccines from the age of two months and plus wow. then 60 years. Yeah. Almost the whole uh, um, ages. Yes. Wow,
0: currently, that's so interesting. Currently,
1: we are involved in, in, in pediatric and adult uh, vaccine studies, yes. Okay.
0: And and if, if I mean obviously if you can share what's the most um uh, popular right now I mean that, that 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 doesn't sound like the right question right but what's the most common vaccines that are right now in research?
1: Um, that's a good question. Uh, COVID vaccines and RSB vaccines are the most common right now, and the combination in with COVID and influenza vaccines. That's
0: mm-hmm. the, okay, so that's the
1: that's next one. Point point. Right yeah, RSV and the combination of COVID and influenza vaccines.
6: Which and is how the, about... Go ahead.
0: No, go ahead, Actually,
2: No, I was just going to say, which I suspect COVID will probably start to go up again now that we're seeing a new wave come in.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. And and how about the technology that these uh, vaccines are using? Is similar to the first uh, COVID vaccine or is it different? like he got dropped probably
4: (laughs) he had been silenced he said too much
0: (laughs) (laughs) no i think he got dropped on the internet
4: yeah probably and i think i mean that's a good point about new covid studies because i haven't really thought about that but the mrna i know there's been a lot of back and forth on the vaccine and There's a lot you can say about it, but the truth of the matter is it's a new technology that is just being developed. So, you know, I've said it when the pandemic started, like this mRNA platform is one of the next big things that that people are going to be researching. So that CRISPR, I'm really excited about CRISPR technology, gene therapy, rare disease. Derm has been really hot. Psych. Uh, pain, osteoarthritis, the aging baby boomers. You're seeing a lot of OA, osteoarthritis. So there's a lot of hot spots within research. I think at the site level, it's um safest from recession fueled layoffs.
2: Mm-hmm. Which and I know, I think a lot of people have been seeing that, right, Don?
4: I've been seeing it on LinkedIn. But if I didn't know, if I was not on LinkedIn and just working at my site, I would think we're in a boom industry. I mean, yeah, I don't likewise. See anything mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. here? Um, CRA, our CRAs are not worried about getting their jobs cut either. So the people I'm interacting with outside of the internet, you would just think it's a boom season, you know. But what you you are hearing layoffs, like sponsors are laying people off, um, CROs are laying off. Not at the CRA level, though, from what I've heard, mm-hmm. but like project managers and maybe data manager there's a lot of outsourcing too that's happening at the same time yeah a lot of
2: change yeah but think, a lot of mm-hmm. and I think it's uh, also I, really important to mention uh, I think Monica you mentioned this the last time we had um Daniel Perez come on the other day from uh world uh world clinical trials or world Health clinical trials um he had mentioned that how moving forward and if you guys have not seen that podcast please go and see it that live webinar it was amazing Um, He did discuss how the trickle effect from sponsor level up down to site level, um, is a trickle effect, but ultimately all the documentation, all the formation of these protocols and or the processes of, you know, being able to uh, keep up with the requirement for diversity with the whole FDA change, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a huge um, shift, which I already think there's already a good amount of uh, organizations out there that are looking for Latinos and, and all ethnicities in general, to be quite honest. We're looking for some diversity, for minorities. Um, but I really feel that in these next year to two years, you're going to start seeing a really huge influx. There's going to be a lot more, um, I think, marketing and or advertising for, um, especially in the Latino community, because I think it's really more prominently being showcased that, we are not only needing a lot of coordinators and or you know CRAs, but even more so specifically on the bilingual end, right? It's a it's becoming a bigger and bigger issue. And you guys might not see it too often, but we have these back um these behind the door uh, you know uh, meetings, and we hear this all the time. And just recently, we started seeing a huge influx of individuals and organizations really trying to focus on this now. So. You know, for those of you that are looking for work and for jobs and all of that, and you, you're bilingual, just you know, know that it's, it's you know gonna, it's getting there. It's just you know the industry just takes a while.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree in this. level, it's uh, it's also been uh hectic, very busy. Mm, and, and, and 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 just as Dan was mentioning that. There are many trends right now, obviously on the studies. I have seen a lot of uh, psychedelics too. There's a lot many of growth psychedelic happening. Studies, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's
2: just a matter um, of time, I think. There's a lot of uh expansion happening. Um, I do think that the that layoffs, like you were saying, Dan, more the, I think cutting down and prepping for you know a potential any like in the economic end of things, which we won't get into, but. I think it's just them trying to, you know, uh, cushion a little bit, should there be any like hits or anything like that. But because there's so much movement happening at the site level, CROs and sponsors really still need the CRAs, the CTCs, you know, regulatory, all of that to keep these um, studies flowing really well. I just think it's more on the outer end that they're probably like trimming a little bit, you know?
4: Yeah the fringe the fringes or the uh, maybe the admin or even some of the higher level like project management i'm hearing uh, i never go on reddit but i'm hearing through other people that reddit clinical research project management threads uh pms are like freaking out because they're being outsourced uh overseas and maybe that's opportunity for latin america there um for the U.S. And, and for like the data management and stuff. I mean, that that's already been outsourced. Mm-hmm. So PMs could be next. I don't, I'm i just hearing anecdotally. but Yeah,
2: I've been hearing too that it's been going to, um, I think, India and Mexico, correct? Mexico is getting yeah.
4: opportunities, yep.
2: Mm-hmm. So a lot of changing, a lot of changes are happening. And, you know, everybody needs to keep their eyes peeled. Even those of you that are in the industry. To be aware of these changes that are happening, and you know, just kind of um, not necessarily brace yourself, but kind of you know, get behind it and see what you can do to not just you know amplify it, but just making sure that you safeguarded. You know what's going on, and who knows, maybe even to help you kind of maneuver your career to a more even more promising area, right? There's just so many things to always consider in the industry, especially right now, because I do suspect follow that the
4: money,
5: mm-hmm,
2: follow uh, the money.
4: So yeah. the private equity is all going to sites now, physical sites, not fancy DCT stuff, like mm-hmm. real sites. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. And and uh, if you guys remember, Daniel Perez was also talking about the diversity part, how it's gonna be pushed. Like right now, we're not doing it, but next year it's gonna be even more. So I think obviously the the um the minorities gonna have also a lot of opportunities in this part.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: It's a good point. There's an entire business model to be made around increasing diversity, like actual diversity outcomes in local communities. So Alma was saying, you know, she's looking for a job. I mean, you can actually, just the fact that you're bilingual and you work in you have a career in nursing homes, you can, you can make an immediate impact at a clinic in enrolling minority patients, specifically Hispanic, in Alzheimer's studies.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And, I mean, that's yeah. the FDA has already said we're not approving drugs unless there's representation in the studies. So it's not like gonna, that big mm-hmm. pharma wants to be nice. They're mm-hmm. not getting drugs approved. So yeah.
0: naturally, a lot of uh, minorities are going to be, I mean, having opportunities because of this issue. And and if you think about it, maybe maybe you're applying to the wrong role. Maybe you should be applying to start as a recruiter and then work your way in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I can almost guarantee you that the majority of sites will be interested on in that.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's just a matter of going to the right places, like in person. Here's my GCP certificate. I'm already mm-hmm. I can bring you Alzheimer's patients. Find the ones that are doing Alzheimer's studies in your area.
0: Uh, no, just that. Oh, okay. uh, thank you, Mercedes. It was you, Mercedes. lovely to have you here. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. We have to bring you back. Yeah.
6: Thank, Ana, you.
0: thank you, you, you so much. <laughs> thank thank you. you. Thank you. So I was uh, like, uh, like Alma, uh, you can even create a business out of it. You don't even have to be uh, working for anybody. You can offer your service of recruiting to all these sites and a schedule, like a, a create um, a way of getting paid for these patients that you're recruiting.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, there's so many ways around it. And I do think that, um, like we have SOS, Saber Sites Conference coming up in February. These are a lot of, you know, physicians and coordinators that are there. One of the biggest topics that are being hit is recruiting, right? Because everybody knows what's about to happen. Um, the, These movements that are happening, and they're literally around the corner that they're going to be Exemplified a little bit more, if not substantially. So definitely something to consider. But um, Evelyn uh, Bernal, you raised your hand. Feel free to come off the mic.
6: Hi, can you hear me? Yes. Hi, Hi. Thank you so much for giving me um the opportunity to speak. I was just waiting um to jump in the right moment there. I'm from Drug Health Science. Um, I know there was a little bit of a time difference in Guadalajara and in, in LA. And um, I was asked by Jessica if I can um, join the meeting and talk to all of you about drugs health science a little bit. And also, I, I mean, I I find it so interesting what you all are talking about right now and also share a little bit of my experience working in, in the CRO in drugs health science. So my name is Evelyn. I'm an international business developer. And I um, have been with drugs for about, I would say, seven to eight months. I'm originally from Arizona, and um, I moved to Guadalajara with my husband. So I uh, happened to, to meet Marco, and I've been in the medical field for years now, and not, a, not in the uh, investigation um, part but in the healthcare side. And um, when I met Marco he had talked to me about you know the, the side the research, the difference that um, this is having an impact in people's life and obviously I was I was drawn by it because I, I love helping people. I think that's what you know kind of drove me to the, to the medical field. So um, I, I've been with the, with the company for about eight months. Dr cell science is headquartered in Miami. And uh, we have three business sites in Mexico at one representative in Europe and we operate all over Latin America as well. So, um, I mean, I, I'm happy to be able to be in this organization in um, helping out others. I mean, I know Latinos are, you know, getting their word out now in, in this industry. So, I mean, I really love, 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 love uh, to be working in a CRO and learning about the difference we can make in people's lives, especially in Mexico, I would like to say, Um, with some of the projects that I've worked on, uh, the recruitment of the patients has been quite easy, I would say, because unfortunately, unfortunately, in Latin America and in Mexico, our healthcare isn't as good, I would say, as in other countries. And um, a lot of people don't get the help that they need. So having projects in in the community that can help out others, especially people with cancer or kids, I mean that's just been great. I I um I've had a, a great experience working in in this um, CRO. Thank you so much, Evelyn. We appreciate it, and thank,
2: thank you. you. So uh, we do appreciate that you were able to come on. Um, Definitely it can be some like tangled uh, you know, with with time frames and all that. So we do appreciate you being able to come on and, and kind of say hi. We would very much um love to give you guys we do kind of do a cutoff in, in a few minutes, but we really do want to be able to give you guys a platform to speak because um, there's only so many organizations out in Mexico and Latin America that are focusing on research right now, right? And so we really want to make sure that we can get, you know, you and, and Mapo, you know, on as well as any other individuals uh, from your team to kind of give the story about how you came to research and all of that. So again, we do uh, very much appreciate your, your, uh, your attendance today. So thank you.
6: Thank you. And yeah, I mean, we would love to reschedule. I'll make sure um, to reach out to Marco and and we can get the the time right this um, next time and we can all get connected. I mean, I know he was very excited to talk to all of you about, um, you know, Mexico and all of this um, diversity that's going on into the clinical trials. He was so excited about it. So, I mean, um, we would love to reschedule and have him come on here and and talk to you all about, about a little bit more about it
2: sure most definitely i will be sending over an email to yes to Guts as we can uh get it scheduled potentially maybe for okay. next month if not the Evelyn, day
4: how'd you get by the way i missed yeah. your linkedin everyone evelyn's linkedin's right there i missed your message because yeah. i went to look at for your linkedin i mm-hmm. missed it so my bad but uh, uh save our sites.com okay if, we need to have you guys there but how did you get started because i noticed you were at a surgery center in phoenix you were at an office manager. This is a career, like the office manager of a clinic to become a, in research is uh, something we haven't discussed. And usually that's like, there's a lot of office managers out there looking for more. So maybe we just like, we wrap it up with like your, your story.
6: Of course. So I started um working uh, at Banner Health pretty much. And I met a surgeon there that um, I was assisting other doctors, and he really liked my work. And he was like, hey, I would like for you to come, um, you know, work for me in my office as my main manager there and, you know, handling all of the insurance and surgeries and all the procedures that are, are going on. When I worked for him, we were one of those clinics that do trials, do the medication trials for patients. And so I had a lot of connections there with with companies that were, um, you know, offering us to offer it to our patients. And um, that's how I kind of started to get into it a little bit. After that, when I um, got married with my husband, I uh, moved to Guadalajara. I have a a three-year-old and we decided to move over here. And I met Marco through a friend. And he told me how he had a CRO and it was about investigation and everything else. So I I I told them, I was like, well, that's so funny because I worked in an office where we used to get these medications and give it to our patients. And we would encourage everyone, you know, to, to try them because it would be so helpful for their treatments. And um he was like, "Well, I'd love to talk to you more about what we do, and you know, if you'd like to join." I'm like, "Yeah." I mean, it, it was really what I was doing in the U.S. So um, that's when I started working as a business developer, international business developer with Marco, and I I have been learning so much. I was um, I've been traveling to some of the events like Bio. Are and... You gotta
4: come save our sites. You have to come save our sites. Yes. Yeah.
6: <laughs> and um I was uh I was at Boston and bio you know meeting with people and, and um just kind of getting into it and learning more about it but I think what really just um got me into joining this field I would say would be helping others I mean it was it was just amazing how um every day at the uh, at drugs uh, we have you know people go in there and say, hey, I if you have a, a you know a medication for cancer, I want to try it. I'm here. I have people message me all the time too. Um, hey, you work at a TRO, you know, do you have any medication for lupus or any other, you know, I mean, disease. So I think that's what, what's really keeping me here. I think that's it's it's such a wonderful um way to help others.
4: Yeah, that's something that we need to look into uh, the office manager to see our uh, research route. There, there's a lot of like uh, MAs become billers, become office manager. If you stay long enough at these roles, you end up being an office manager. But then a lot of people think, well, that's the end. And for you, it was just the beginning of Correct. the route, it seems. We have to have you at SaveOurSites.com. If you're a business development person, you've got to go develop your business where Latinos and Kalinka Research owns one-third of Save Our Sites Conference. So mm-hmm. you got to get you there.
6: I will. I would love to go there. And then it's, I believe I, I it's going to be in Arizona. Is that right? It's going to be my, my hometown. Tucson, my yeah. Alma
4: <laughs> mater, my alma mater, Tucson. That's the first one. Yeah, next one I think is Oklahoma. Great. Um, okay. but- yeah, let's see. I, mean, I
6: gotta go. That way I can have an excuse to go visit my family. So, you hey, <laughs> we don't have to be there. I will be there for sure. Awesome. Uh, the
4: best way to do, to, to do things and work well is to mix work with play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, of- uh, effortless work is the way to make it happen.
2: Incredible. Yeah, percent
0: Obviously, networking, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. just, just like we did today. Here we were just networking and letting. I mean, getting everybody, everybody coming. Know
2: everybody, so <laughs> for sure.
0: Well, thank you again so much, Evelyn.
2: And I actually just saw. <laughs> apologies, I was speaking, so I didn't see your message on LinkedIn. Um, oh, I'm gonna go ahead and and we'll schedule with each other and see if when's the next available time. Because again, like I said, I'd really love for you guys to come on and speak more in depth about Drugs Health and the changes you guys are making. So. Um, again, thank you so much for coming on. I uh, really appreciate it. And we look forward to having both you and, and Marcos and maybe Jessica as well uh, come in on uh, and speak. So thank you. Of thank course. you so
6: much. Well, thank you so much. You all have a great day. And thank you for giving me this opportunity to speak to you and getting to know you a little bit better. But we'll see you in, in Arizona for sure.
0: For
2: sure,
6: thank yeah, you so thank much.
0: You. Thank you so yeah. much to you. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much to Augustine and Mercedes. She left, but she's gonna see the video later on. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, thank you so much for for sharing your stories and and uh, obviously we will be more than happy to to be to do a, a full webinar with uh, uh, with you and the CEO of your company and also with Agustin and Mercedes.
4: Um, we can do a full one.
0: Uh, yeah, oh, yeah
4: yes uh-huh like to know more uh-huh Alma you you worked at a site real quick Alma and um this is for Alma and for Evelyn okay so I got your CV it's really good you have bachelor's degree all kinds of stuff you need to approach sites with like make figure out 10 sites in your area that do Alzheimer make flyers mm-hmm. for for their studies you can find it on their website like okay. Evelyn used to work, uh, like Evelyn, if Alma approached your clinic with flyers for studies you already had and said, hey, I want to work within recruitment, you would consider her like seriously, no?
6: Of course, especially See? with her background. I mean, uh, Alma, I mean, I think you have a great background and I think you would be a very good person. I mean, I really always like to, to look at people who just like you, who really want to join this type of uh, industry and who are willing to go all the way. And I think that's something that you have. And especially if you would approach me, just like Dan said, definitely.
4: See, you don't need to get bored to hear from me all the time.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Right. I I just feel like I needed that GCP
5: certificate because I feel like, you know, everybody needs to know good
4: clinical Mm -hmm. practice.
6: Just yeah, and, and so yeah. the
5: the link that you showed me, I'm definitely gonna go and, and get that and then add it to the yeah. resume. So I've t- taken courses
0: produce. on yeah, the 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 NIH too. I oh, yeah. NIH NIH did that one, and not, then yeah, mm-hmm.
5: but um, I have one for um USC. I don't know if you guys are familiar with USC. Um, they have free um, courses for auditing and monitoring of clinical trials. And I've taken that one as well. Um, and I took one for Vanderbilt for data management because I just feel like, you know, knowing RedCap and those kind of, you know, data management. Um, and this was on um, where, Alma? Uh, uh, Coursera, uh, Coursera. Coursera. Yeah. Coursera yeah, is. is a Vanderbilt, the mm-hmm. data management one. But USC, if you go on their website, um, they offer free clinical um, uh, certificates. And it's in... Auditing a clinical trial as well as monitoring a clinical trial. And I've taken that as well. And I got the certificate. Yeah,
4: you're just that. missing the practical. Like you approach somebody like Evelyn. I'm telling you, 10 people like that in LA is not hard to find. And you go tell them, hey, I made these flyers for your site. Use them if you want. But I, I want to work in research. You don't need to hire me right away. I'll be a recruiter. Just put me as like the shadow, give me experience. And then if you like me in three months, we can talk. You're going to get opportunity.
5: Yeah. Right, and I feel like that's the piece that's missing right there that you said down.
4: Yeah.
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank, thank you so much, you guys. Alma, I will be nice. looking you. for your LinkedIn, Alma, so that we can connect, see if maybe there's a way. I, I put it in there.
5: Well. Okay, great. I'm actually, gonna go ahead. actually, I think I've reached out to you. I think you are on my LinkedIn. Um, how, lo- how long How long ago did we speak? Oh, I don't know. I
2: think maybe like. Time? four months ago maybe oh, okay <laughs> I was just, I Is it think, hopefully it's not recent because i don't think i can remember but yeah a few months ago well let's go let's see if we can figure out how um we can get you connected with some individuals and um go from there but thank you so much for your story and again no uh, evelyn thank you for your story and Thank you everybody for being here and present today. Uh, sorry for the mix up, but still, we think it ended up pretty, pretty great being able to networking, getting to know some of you guys. So um, we will be here again, same time next month. Uh, be on the lookout for our webinar posting. And uh, yeah, you guys have a great week and we'll see you soon. Thank you everybody.
1: Thank you everyone. Thank you guys.
2: Bye.
1: In my pleasure.